you know, it's that time. It's like ah, spring always gets me. <laughs> this is my weepy time of the year. Holy moly. Anyway, we started a new theme last week, the power of vulnerability. Ah, here you go. <laughs> Just sing that, right? Whew. And last week, we explored into your hands. You know, we're talking about surrender. Surrender. This week is I commend my spirit. It's about surrender. But it's not about the giving up kind of surrender. It's not the white, you know, flying the white flag kind of surrender. It is the surrendering into the greater vision, the greater version of ourselves, the allowing spirit to move through us and present itself as us in the world. And you know, that's what the Easter story is about, right? I mean, that's what it's about. It's about transformation. And it speaks to us over the millennia, telling us the story of us. That's really what it's about. And you know, all religions and scriptures and holy books and mythical tales and, and uh, whatever you can think of, you know, old, old uh, uh, philosophies, that's what they're all speaking about. They're all telling us about us. They're all talking about the human condition, the human uh, evolution on this spiritual path that we are on. Ernest Holmes uh, in the Science of Mind textbook said, religious science does not deny the divinity of Jesus, but it does affirm the divinity of all people. We are all that. We are all that. We're all the outpicturing of the one life. Each and every one of us is an individualization of the same energy that, that Jesus was. It's the same thing. And, and you know this because all of our stories, all the way down the line throughout history, all have the same aspects to them, right? All of those stories, all, they're all archetypal stories throughout history. Jesus, uh, the Savior, archetype. But before that, it was Horus of Egypt, 3000 BCE. Then there was Mithra of Persia, 1200 BCE. Krishna of India, 900 BCE. Dionysus of Greece, 500 BCE. And then Jesus of Nazareth, 33 AD. Then uh, uh, Apollonius of, uh, of Tirana, Ty Tirana, yeah, 98 AD, right? It goes on and on and on. Each one of these uh, savior stories are the same. All of these men, all saviors to their people, all born of a, you know, a God is the father and a virgin mother, and all spent time in solitude. They were all tempted by the dark side. They all began a teaching. They gained followers. They all had 12 disciples. It's it's a holy number. They, you know, they were all persecuted and prosecuted and killed and spent three days dead and then uh, miraculously rose again ascended into heaven. They all have the same story. It's like, I don't know, humans only have so many stories. And we sit around and we retell them over, over you know, generations. <sighs> These stories are like our dreams. We play all the roles, don't we? We play all the parts. When you analyze your dream, you're, you're every part in it. Well, the same thing goes for these archetypes. We can see ourselves in them. And the Easter story, we are the savior. And that's why these stories are so important to us. They guide us and they grow us and they show us a way. They show us a way if only we surrender to them. Right? And that's, this, that's the big part of this springtime, and that's the big part of this story, is that they show us a way if we surrender to them. And the story of, of Easter is a story of transformation, and it's the transformation we've all gone through over and over and over again throughout our lifetimes. Dying to the old 
and being born in new ways, right? You take the, we, we take the circumstances of our lives and we use them to transform us, to be born again. And change is inevitable, right? I mean, goodness gracious, look at us all. We're all adults. Change is inevitable. We have changed so much throughout our lifetimes. Change is inevitable, but transformation is a conscious choice. We can stay the same way and stuck in our same roles and being, you know, angry or disappointed or feeling betrayed or feeling stuck. Or we can choose to use the circumstances of our lives to transform. And that's what we choose. And that's what I know you've chosen because you're here. Yay. <laughs> when we commit to changing our thinking and changing our life, right, that's Ernest Holmes' Tagline, that was religious science tagline, change your thinking, change your life. When we commit to doing that, that's what we're doing. We're embracing change. We're surrendering to a greater idea that spirit has for our life. We're saying yes to spirit. Because when we understand the power within us is the same power that created us, we understand that we are co-creating using that same power. How can you go wrong, right? If Jesus has your back, how can you go wrong? We are some part of the divine nature of spirit. Always have been, always will be. And so was Jesus. And when we mistake the divinity of Jesus as an isolated occult event, a once-in-a-lifetime thing, once-in-the-world's-lifetime, we diminish our own divinity. Right? We diminish our own. Jesus was not the exception. He was the example. What we can do and who we can be. And when we mistake that for an isolated incident, we deny our own divinity. We create a paradigm we cannot possibly achieve. We create separation, right? Oh, he was different from us. We're different from him. Jesus is God in form, but I suffer from original sin. <laughs> and even as hard as I try, I can never achieve the consciousness of the divine revealed by Jesus. This is the self-defeating belief of traditional religion. Shh, quiet. We won't tell them. <laughs> right? Which is seek but do not find. Jesus never said he was the exception. He never once asked us to worship him. Not as an exception or not as anything else. But he did ask us to follow him. He did ask us to walk in his steps. He did ask us to practice the principles. Practice the teaching. This is why Christians in the early, early days weren't even called Christians. They were called followers of the way. Because they followed him. They did what he did. Why do we hesitate to follow? Maybe, maybe, we feel that it inescapably leads to crucifixion. <laughs> right? I mean, that story didn't really turn out all that well. I mean, like, <laughs> think about it. Right? Maybe we feel following in the, the way inescapably leads to crucifixion. And you know what? It does. It does. It also leads to resurrection. You can't have resurrection without a crucifixion, right? Ernest Holmes said, we believe the Christ comes to each alike. There is no one particular person destined to become the Christ. We understand the Christ is not a person, but it is a principle. 
It's a principle. When we practice these principles, we are practicing, we are gaining that Christ consciousness in our lives using the same principles that Jesus used. Jesus' ministry, think about it, was about love, forgiveness, acceptance, and unity. That's it, right? Prepared his whole entire life for a three-year ministry. Very, very clear. Love, forgiveness, acceptance, unity. Easter, I love the Easter time. I love the spring. I just, it's such a powerful time for us. But Easter is about believing Jesus. It's not about believing in Jesus. And that's where traditional religion kind of went off the rails. It's not about believing in him like he was something that we're not. It's about believing him, believing what he said. He's not a symbol of what we can never be, but what we ought to be doing. This is the new life. This is what we signed on to when we started down this spiritual path. Have you noticed? You're being called to greater and greater things. You're being called because you have awakened to life. You've awakened to everything is holy now. I love that song. Thank you so much. Everything is holy now. We have awakened to the, to the divinity that has is, that is infused itself in everyday life. Everything is holy now. We said yes to new thought. And then we find out new thought comes with new life. <laughs> and maybe we didn't know it at the time, right? When you signed on to membership, aha, you had no idea how much your life was going to change, and here we are. But we said yes. We said yes to a new thought, and then we said yes to a new life, and then we didn't realize that, well, death comes with that. Maybe we didn't realize that at the time we signed on either. But we said yes to new thought. Then we said yes to new life. Then we even said yes to death to the old. Then we didn't realize, well, resurrection comes with that. But here we still are. And that's what the Easter story is for us. It is about life and death and resurrection. And we cannot have a new life without a new thought. And we cannot have a death without a betrayal. And we cannot have a resurrection without a death. See how it all fits together so perfectly. It all fits together. That is the whole cycle of the spiritual path that we're on. Right? I mean, really, who's the... Should I say that? Wait a minute. <laughs> Who's the hero in the Easter story? It's not Jesus, it's Judas. If it weren't for Judas, there wouldn't be any betrayal. There wouldn't be any crucifixion. There wouldn't be any resurrection. He was, he was integral to the story. It's the whole cycle. Jesus challenged the status quo with his new thought. He couldn't experience death without the betrayal. And we look back on those times of betrayal in our own lives, don't we? I would not be where I am now if that thing, whatever it was, didn't happen back then. How many of us, right? Changed our whole lives. A betrayal that just, just changed our whole life and set us on a new path of awakening. I would not be who I am today if it were not for that betrayal. I would have not learned what I needed to know had it not been for that event or incident. That was the gift. The betrayal comes with a gift in its hand all the time. It points us to our own healing. It points us to our own transcendent experience. And of course, you couldn't experience the resurrection, the rebirth, the new you, without the crucifixion. Now remember that... I'm going to say that too. <laughs> 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 
Remember, the resurrection is, was and is never about reanimating dead tissue. <sighs> Shh, do not tell your friends that either. That's just between us. Don't say that either. <sighs> it was always, always, the story was always about awakening the living. It was never about reanimating dead tissue. I was a bio major in college. Dead tissue does not reanimate. I just want you to know that. Shh, don't tell anybody. When we welcome in new thought, and we welcome in new life, and a new way of being in the world, we must let go of the old one. That is death to the old. When we accept becoming our new authentic selves, we must kill off the old behaviors our old coping strategies, our old denials, our own addictions, the old masks that we wore, that we were used to doing before we woke up. We have to put all those things to death. And to the ego self, right, the little self we cart around with us, it seems like a betrayal. But wait a minute, we kept you safe all these years. All those coping strategies and mechanisms, that kept you alive all these years. Yeah, we're not here to extinguish the ego, but we're just here to welcome it along as long as it behaves, right? <laughs> the Easter story is about dying to the old, and that's what we do every time we engage in a new thought. And we come here to do that, right? Transforming lives. John Kirko did this this morning. He changed our banners for us. Isn't that lovely? Thank you so much. Mom, you must have gotten here at sunup to do all this. Holy moly. Every time we take up a spiritual practice of setting intentions, of meditation, of affirmations, of visioning, we are saying to ourselves, I desire to release what is no longer serving me. And I embrace a greater good in my life so that I can be the miracle in my own life. New thought, new life, death, resurrection happens over and over and over. How many times has it happened throughout your whole life? I'm sure you can look back and see all these choice points all along the way. We die to the old and we are reborn throughout our lives. Ernest Holmes said this, he said, to practice the presence of God is to awaken within us the Christ consciousness. Christ is God in the soul of the human. The resurrection is the death of the belief that we are separated from God. For death is to the illusion alone and never to the reality. There never was a separation. We were never separated. Whatever you think God is, is within you. All of those qualities of God are within you. We choose new thought. We welcome new life. We surrender to death and the outdated. And we are reborn in life through resurrection. And, and, and just when we get it, <laughs> just when we start living the truth of our being, expressing new life, what happens? <laughs> doubt creeps in, right? You know that little doubt that creeps in? And the critical voice, whether it's a critical parent or a critical or a, a, a previous religious belief or a cultural one, it creeps in and it says, oh yeah, you're God, huh? <laughs> Ever bring somebody back from the dead? 
But wait a minute. I'm living new life. I'm called passionately and and compassionately, right? To to be with others, to defy death, to forgive, to do things that are life affirming. <sighs> that fights death and needless suffering. So so what is our response when that little doubt voice comes creeping in our head? What is our what is our response? Oh yeah, you God, huh? Have you ever raised somebody from the dead? Your response is yes. Your response is yes. Every time we bring hope to a situation, we have risen from the dead. Every time we bring joy that shatters despair in someone's life. Every time we forgive others and give them back their dignity, we are calling the dead back to life. Every time we listen to others compassionately without judgment, and then affirm them and their life every time we speak the truth in public we stand in it every time we confront injustice yes we bring people back from the dead that's that's what we do this is our life this is what we signed on to when we started down this spiritual pathway aren't you happy about that <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you happy about that? This is the way to live awake and aware and alive. We said yes to new thought. We said yes to the new life that comes with it. We said yes to the resurrection that comes after the death and the life that comes after the resurrection. And that life is our life. Right here and right now. Ernest Holmes said have joy in designing your new life. Try always to keep the most profound things on the light side. Do not think everything has to be learned in a minute. Do not become discouraged if all things are not accomplished in a day. Keep a good-natured flexibility, a happiness, and a spontaneous enthusiasm in what you are doing. Once you undertake this new project, it won't be too long before you can point to yourself and your experience and say with pride and satisfaction this is my life and it is good happy transformation happy easter thank you